0: From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1WIA.
1: This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, proposes to withdraw the 2300-2302 MHz segment of the 13cm amateur band from July 2015 so that it can be reallocated for Spectrum Licensing nationally. All advanced amateur licensees will be affected. The ACMA has already advised all advanced licensees by letter and invited comment on the proposal. The driver behind the ACMA's proposed move is to create a tidy 100 MHz band from 2300 to 2400 MHz for the purpose of Spectrum Licensing by auction. It is understood that the likely technology to be deployed under spectrum licensing in the 2300 to 2400 MHz band will be that known as Long-Term Evolution, or LTE. The 13 centimetre amateur band has only a secondary service status at 2300 to 2450 MHz. Primary user status goes to the fixed, mobile and radio location services. 2400 to 2450 megs is widely used by class licensed Wi-Fi wireless computer networks and radio amateurs have to share the use of this sector of 13 centimetres with the inevitable rise in the noise floor and interference issues. The 2300 to 2302 meg segment has been used for narrowband weak signal working and this is reflected in the WIA band plan for 13 centimetres. In the face of the ACMA's proposal, the WIA intends to fight back. The WIA is preparing a submission that strongly argues for the retention of a 150 kHz wide allocation at 2300 megs on at least a co-primary basis. A 150 kHz wide line in the sand, you might say. Some have suggested that the Institute should bargain the loss of 2 megs in the 13 cm band, more spectrum elsewhere, like the 80m DX window or securing exclusive access to 50 to 52 megs for example. However, the WIA board has adopted the stance that this is no time to roll over and die on the 13cm issue, to use the loss of 2 megs as a bargaining chip when it comes to issues affecting other bands, or for that matter, bargaining for a new band elsewhere in the radio frequency spectrum. Each issue really has to be addressed on its own merits. The Institute will continue to seek from the ACMA more favourable consideration in other amateur bands under threat or other disadvantage, along with new allocations. Back to the fate of 2-300 megs. LTE employs complex modulation technology to provide very high capacity and data speed in new cellular mobile networks. The spectrum used by LTE may be configured in channels of various widths, ranging from 1.4 megs up to 20 megs wide. Hence, many channels will fit within the proposed 100 MHz band. The good news for us is that the whole of a channel's bandwidth is not used. There is some unoccupied spectrum at the edge of each channel, regardless of what channel bandwidth might be deployed. For the minimal channel bandwidth of 1.4 MHz, the unoccupied spectrum at each edge, or white space if you like, amounts to 160 kHz. For a 10 MHz channel, it's 500 kHz at each edge. So, there will always be some unoccupied and otherwise unused spectrum right at two 300 MHz. Hence, the WA submission proposes that a 150 kHz wide allocation from 2300 to 2300.15 megs, is retained for amateur use on at least a co-primary basis. In addition, the 10 MHz immediately below 2300 megs, from 2290 to 2300 megs, is allocated in Australia for weak signal space research, fixed and mobile services. Australian defence systems in that band are protected against harmful interference. It is envisaged that Spectrum licensees will be required to reduce out-of-band emissions below 2-300 megs to meet a specified standard, tailoring off the transmission power and bandwidth usage so as to protect licensed users of the 2-290 to 2-300 meg band from interference. This too works in our favour in arguing to retain a segment of the 13cm band for narrow band weak signal working, be it terrestrial point-to-point DX, rain scatter propagation or moon bounce. The WIA submission notes the significant loss of segments of amateur allocations in the 70cm, 23cm and 9cm bands. It also emphasises the long history of leading edge weak signal terrestrial space EME and satellite and ATV work carried out on the 13cm band over more than 60 years, since the band was allocated following World War II. Many state, territory and national distance records have been established and re-established over the decades and are recognised around the globe. In addition, there are currently at least two Australian suppliers of high-performance transverter kits for the 13cm band. Use of the band is relatively popular among stations deploying microwave equipment on field days. The submission argues that loss of 2300 to 2302 megs would, at best, severely hamper, or at worst, eradicate weak signal terrestrial and moon bounce work by Australian radio amateurs. This is about preserving a future for leading-edge weak signal Australian amateur radio work in this region of the microwave spectrum. The Institute encourages all interested licensees to respond to the ACMA's invitation to comment. You might develop your own detailed submission and or you might care to write to the ACMA and support the WIA's submission. It is in the interests of the future of Amateur Radio in Australia. The deadline for comment is close of business on Wednesday 27 March. If you can't find your letter, the ACMA's consultation paper is available on the ACMA website under Issues for Comment. Information is also available on the WIA website. Look for looming loss of 2.300 to 2.302 megs. WIA fights back. Get cracking. Thank you for bearing with me. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH.
0: Have you prepared for the last weekend in May the 2013 WIA AGM and Conference? With access to amateurs from all level of experience, you'll participate in sessions about and related to amateur radio. With so much expertise in one place, we offer a platform to tap into the assembled knowledge and experience and give you front row access to it all. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 Conference site, conference.vk6.net.
2: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Brisbane area, it can be heard on 1843 kHz AM at 0900 local time Sunday mornings. I'm Terry, VK4 Alpha, Alpha
0: Tango. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds.
2: Hi there. I'm Graham VK4WB. This is the WIA National News, and yes, we are whipping around VK. We'll take a visit to VK2, three, four, and VK6. In VK2, EchoLink IRLP Node six five two seven and EchoLink Node nine six five two seven is VK2JJW at Butterbar, Lake Macquarie. Also heard on one four six four seven five in that local area. Now, lots of news broadcasts of this news. Make a quick note of them on Sundays. You'll hear it at 12am, 12pm, 9pm and 11pm. Mondays at 11.30, Wednesdays at 7.30, Thursdays at 9 and
3: Friday at 10.30. So, no excuse if you're in that area. Well, the wait is over. It's on today. The Big Friendly Ham Fest. The Eastern Mountain District White Elephant Sale. Doors opened at ten AM, so there's still time to head down and pick up the bargains, enjoy a barbecue lunch and socializing with friends. So Eastern Mountain District White Elephant Sale, jump in your car. It's at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Great Rary Road in Heathmont. See you there.
2: From three to four on the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention is in jeopardy. News in this week that the main venue for this year's North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention, the Charters Towers RSL, has had to close its doors due to poor local patronage and mounting debts. Moves are afoot to find a single or combination of venues in the
4: towers to house the convention. Stay tuned for further info. From Wireless Hill WA, the week before last saw the old ABC regional 6DL transmitter reassembled for display in the Woburn Wheatbin Museum. It had been previously trucked in pieces from the Wireless Hill Museum in Melville back to the Shire of Dalwallinu in the WA Wheatbelt. This beautiful 10 kilowatt Art Deco transmitter, an AWA type Juliet 50961, was Radio National 6WN at Wanneroo for ten years before deployment to Dalwallinu as 6DL in 1963. Despite missing the external transformers and filters, it is the most complete specimen of its type left in Australia. It is 8 metres long, 2 metres high, 1 metre thick and weighs tonnes, or tonnes if you like. The team, Bob, VK6 Kilo Whiskey, another Bob, VK6 Charlie Golf, Trevor Kelly, retired ABC technician, Gina Capes, Wireless Hill Project curator, and Kayleen Poon, local history officer, all from the city of Melville, and some very capable Woburn locals, put 6DL back together again. I'm still amazed that we cleaned and reassembled such a big heavy object in three days with no major difficulties, said Bob Crow. Good planning helped, with sketches and many photographs for reference. And, of course, we were all well looked after in true country style. Report VK6CG, reader VK6KW. Seventy-three.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1
5: WIA. With International News, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Did you know that amateur radio played a role in ending the civil war in Mozambique? To stem the flow of weapons from Mozambique into KwaZulu-Natal, a two-man special operations team was inserted into Mozambique for this mission. One of those two persons was Anthony Turton, selected in part because of his skills as a radio operator, which was deemed to be a necessary element for success of this high-risk but strategically important mission. Anthony used these skills honed to a high level of technical competence as an active radio amateur to gain strategic access to the rebel group RENAMO, Anthony has authored a new book, Shaking Hands with Billy, which tells this story for the first time. AM radio on the way out in the UK. A government report indicates an intention to abandon AM broadcast radio for emergency communications and to phase out AM broadcasting from 2016. The report impact of a radio switchover on the government's emergency communications policy says... The coverage of AM services are near universal across the UK, delivered by a small number of transmitters which could more easily be restored in the event of a national disaster. However, while AM services are universally available, the number of households which both have access to and choose to access such services is on the decline. The declining value of the AM platform is best displayed in the case of the National Attack Warning System, NAWS The use of the BBC Radio 4 long wave frequency to broadcast emergency information nationally in the case of a nuclear attack or similar disaster was formalised through the NAWS arrangements between the BBC and the Cabinet Office. However, as a result of the limitations of this system in the present day, from the falling numbers of longwave receivers in homes to the delay incurred from having to restore transmitters following an attack the Cabinet Office has since cancelled their NAWS arrangements with the BBC. Aerial Warfare New Zealand's Nelson Mail reports that a Nelson couple, dismayed by the erection of a large ham radio aerial in the middle of their expansive view from Princess Drive, have taken their fight to city councillors. Dallas Woods made a presentation to the council's public forum asking councillors to change the rules so that amateur radio aerials were no longer a permitted activity in residential zones or the landscape overlay, which covers the city ridgelines. The landscape overlay prevented the putting up of cell phone towers, power poles and light standards as of right, but the plan did not prohibit other structures such as radio aerials. Amateur radio communication service. It is not only a hobby... On March 12, 2013, a conference titled Amateur Radio Communications Service – It Is Not Only a Hobby took place in the Lower Chamber of the Parliament of the Republic of Poland. It was organised by the Committee on Culture and Media, together with the Foundation of the Nationwide Agreement of Amateur Radio Organisations – FOPOR and in cooperation with the Polish Amateur Radio Union – PZK – the conference was attended by representatives of the governmental administration, amateur radio organisations, guidance scouts, and young radio amateurs. Hamvention announces 2013 award winners. Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, in his amateur radio newsline program, tells how the Dayton Hamvention has announced this year's winners of its famed Hamvention awards. The news was made public in a recent edition of Ham Nation by Past Hamvention General Chairman Michael Coulter, WHCI.
6: Our Amateur of the Year this year is Mustafa Lendulzzi, a Delta Lima One Bravo Delta Fox Trot. He was actually uh, born in Tunisia and has set up uh, six radio stations in Tunisia in amateur radio. He's brought them into the IARU. He's worked uh, tirelessly to help Middle Eastern countries, African countries in amateur radio he uh... also sped up and organized a delivery of emergency medical equipment emergency medicine uh... in africa and other third world countries and he is so well known throughout uh, the world and his work actually embodies what amateur radio is about He tries to bring people together from different countries and just his heart is 100 percent in amateur radio recognized as this year's recipient of the Special Achievement Award is George Thomas, W5JDX of Ridgeland, Mississippi. For those of you who are not aware, George is the producer of the internet TV show known as AmateurLogic.tv. He also co-hosts Ham Nation with Bob Heil, K9EID, and Gordon West, WB6NOA on TWIT TV. And he took the opportunity to thank those who have been working with him over the past few years. You know, I... I
1: couldn't do this without my partners in there, uh, Tommy and Jimmy and Peter, and, of course, uh, Bob and Gordo. Phil Williams, G3YPQ, an
7: amateur radio astronomer in north Cornwall, reports picking up a signal from the les one satellite, a satellite launched in 1965. The satellite failed to reach its intended orbit owing to a wiring error and has been drifting out of control ever since. G3YPQ ran across it whilst monitoring near 237 megahertz, when he noticed a signal with a peculiar signal drift caused by the bird tumbling end over end every four seconds as the solar panels became shadowed by the satellite's engine. He says that gives the signal a particularly ghostly sound as the voltage from the solar panels fluctuates. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. Across Australia from
8: VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Perth, it can be heard on VK6RAP, 146.700 MHz at 9am local time. I'm Blake, VK6FBNZ.
5: Now to weird and wonderful. Pirate radio station in Florida jams automotive electronics. Peter Ellis, VK1PE, has dug up another humorous radio-related story. In December, there were reports that for
2: months, dozens of people could not use their keyless entry systems to unlock or start their cars when parked in the vicinity of an eight-storey Regent Bank building in Hollywood, Florida. Once the cars were towed to the dealership for repair, the problems went away. The problem resolved itself when police found equipment on the bank's roof that was broadcasting a bootleg radio station. A detective and an FCC agent found that the equipment was hidden underneath an air conditioning chiller. The man who set up the station has not been found, but he faces charges and fines of at least $10,000 if he's caught. The radio station was broadcasting Caribbean music, on the, around the clock on 104.7 FM. For National Radio News, I'm Peter
0: Ellis, VK1 PE. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Hi, this is Ed,
9: VK2JI, Contest Manager for the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club you know it's only three weeks to the National Field Day weekend? These are the two days of the year that we should especially try to get out in public and explain our great hobby to all interested and see if we can welcome new people into the hobby and into our clubs. So why not get out to a public place and put on a small station? The Central Coast ARC are doing just that. We will have several stations across the region having fun and meeting people. From the WIA website, when I'm recording this, it seems the CCARC are leading the registrations. Perhaps the other states are lagging behind a little. In any case, he is hoping lots more stations will be on the air in public places on the 13th and 14th of April. 73.
10: Good morning. This is Dennis Johnston, contest manager for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. So far, I have received about 70 logs, and there has been plenty of contesting done during the weekend. The weather was a little kinder than many years in the past. Of course, having taken part in the contest, which in most cases requires you to plan your site, pack and transport your accommodation, food and equipment, then set up your station, as well as operate for up to 24 hours, then pack up your station and return to your home QTH. It would be such a shame if you were not to complete the process of filling out your log and getting it to me. You can use electronic or snail mail. For details, of course, check the contest pages on the WIA website. Your log is very important to you, but it's also very important to others, as it is in this way I'm able to verify the logs of other stations. So make sure you complete the log and get it to me before the closing date, 19th of April 2013.
6: Thanks, Dennis, and that date again where you must have your logs in is April 19. Operational news continues on Felix vk 4 fuq and the Worldwide International Museum's weekends are June 15 and 16 and 22-23. And, and Holy Land Contest 2013 is looming, April 19 and 20. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and NetAdvice, VI100ACT, Centenary of Canberra, capital of Australia. Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club members are activating special event calls sign until 31 December. LF through to VHF using multiple modes. PA00KING is the special call on the 30th of April 2013, the coronation of the new Dutch king, Willem Alexander. Queen Beatrix's decision to hand over the throne to her eldest son may have historical significance, but the actual process and ceremony is very simple. On April 30th, she will sign a document, the Act of Abdication, and Willem Alexander automatically becomes king, although he still has to be inaugurated. His oldest daughter, Catherine Amalia, will automatically become first in line to succeed him. Willem-Alexander will be sworn in in the New in Amsterdam, but it will be a secular rather than a religious ceremony. The inauguration takes the form of a meeting of the upper and lower houses of parliament, as set down in the constitution. This means all members of the lower and upper houses of parliament will be there, as well as a limited number of other guests. The new king will then swear to be faithful to the constitution and to fulfil his role properly. IMD International Marconi Day 20 April Celebrate the birth of Guglielmo Marconi 25 April 1874 Special worldwide event organised by the Cornish Amateur Radio Club
8: Across Australia from VK1WIA you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in WA, it can be heard on 146.7MHz and also on 7.075MHz, relayed via the Northern Corridor Radio Group Station, VK6ANC, at 9am local time. And I'm James,
1: VK6FJA.
8: I'm Rick, VK7FRIK with MediaWatch, Zen and the art of radio telegraphy. The book, Zen and the Art of Radio Telegraphy, by Carlos Consoli, IK0YGJ, is now available for the Kindle. This book is a result of several years of experience in amateur radio telegraphy. It suggests, for the first time, a learning methodology based on the integrated and multiple disciplinary approach designed to accompany the apprentice from the first steps in ham radio all the way to world-class proficiency in telegraphy. The book introduces... Ad-hoc tailor to amateur radio, techniques used successfully by competitive athletes, including extreme sports such as freediving, adapted for the difficult process of learning telegraphy. Ham Radio, EME, go work yourself. In this latest episode of Ham Radio Now, Gary Pierce, KN4AQ, talks to Pete Rimmel, N8PR, about Earth-Moon-Earth earth communications. With new software and techniques, you don't need that monster station anymore, but you'll need more than that HT, somewhere in between. Google episode 67, EME, go work yourself. For VK1WIA National News,
3: I'm VK7FRIK, Rick Polden. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells the story. Modern Amateur Radio from Canada. Modern Amateur Radio is the title of a new bilingual video produced in Canada by Donald Boucher, VE2XT. Boucher put the show together in full widescreen high definition and it includes some truly breathtaking aerial footage of the Canadian countryside. VE2XT owns a video production company in Montreal and he shot the video last year in his spare time. Posting of the video to YouTube was done by CQ Propagation Editor Thomas Hood, NW7US. What makes Modern Amateur Radio unique is its international flavour. While the narration is in English, most of the natural sound and background conversations are in French. But you don't have to understand French language to truly enjoy this Canadian look at our great hobby. Special Event Station 2012 L video now available. The organisers of 2012L, the amateur radio special event station celebrating the London Olympic and Paralympic Games in the summer of 2012, have now released a 45-minute DVD of the event. Produced by Fred Curtis, G3SVK, the DVD goes behind the scenes of the event telling the story of how those 69,644 QSOs were made possible. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. USAF approves AMSAT request for the redistribution of CAPS. Yes, the CAPS will keep on coming. So says AMSAT North America after a deal was reached between the Amateur Radio Space Agency and the Air Force Space Command that will permit AMSAT to continue to redistribute capillarian elements from the latter's space track service. Keplerian elements, sometimes called by the acronym KEPs, are the basis for all satellite tracking, according to AMSAT's Orbital Data Manager Ray Hoad, WA5QGD. The redistribution agreement was approved for the period April 1, 2013 to April 1, 2014. The largest ever array of radio telescopes, ALMA, has gone online today in Chile, seeking to unravel the mysteries of the universe. The ALMA Atacama large millimetre array located in the American country is the accumulation of an international effort that's been going on for nearly a decade and promised to outdo all previous ground-based telescopes and even outdo the mighty Hubble telescope, producing images almost ten times sharper. Costing 1.4 billion, the 66 radio telescope array is the product of an international collaboration between Europe, the United States, Canada, East Asia and Chile according to the ALMA scientists, and it will herald a new age in astronomy. The telescopes have been placed 5,000 metres above sea level, affording astronomers unique conditions. As the array of telescopes is placed at such an altitude in the desert, dry condition and good observation times of the universe is ensured almost year round. What's even more unique about the telescope array is the manner in which it observes the heavens, picking radio waves instead of light to make its images of the universe a method that basically unclutters the telescope views, piercing through any celestial haze. Sixty-six telescopes in the array cover an area of some 70,000 square feet and are individually capable of capturing the stars. The data generated by the array will then be fed into a supercomputer, which will then collate the information producing images never seen before. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Thanks,
2: Robert. Okay, just a reminder on the social scene. March 24 in VK3 and 7. In 3, it's the EMDRC's White Elephant Sale. In 7, it's Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. And then April 18, the big one. Worldwide, it's the IRU World Amateur Radio Day. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly.
0: In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.